Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Getting Over podcast. It's the wrestling. The wrestling's back. There's a pay-per-view, but you can't call it a pay-per-view anymore, so it's a premium live event. Yeah, it's Survivor Series, War Games, lots of names together for a premium live event. Anybody else confused? I get confused easy. One thing I'm not confused about is if you want to get the latest updates for when podcasts are available, the fastest, quickest and simplest way to do that is by clicking the subscribe button. While you're clicking buttons, like, share, comment, like I said, subscribe, leave reviews, all that good stuff. Share the podcast around. Give it to your friends. Give it to your family. Give it to your neighbours. Give it to the dog. Get the podcast shared around. If you know a wrestling fan in your life, send them this podcast. They'll appreciate it. I promise. Anyway, enough of me. Let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. Recording in progress. Hello, it is that time. Welcome, one and all, to the latest instalment of Getting Over, your home of all things wrestling on the Cookie Cast Network. And along with us for the ride, as always, we have the leader of the Cookie Cast Nation, Mr. Andy Cook. And alongside him, our two seasoned podcast veterans, Mr. Paul Williams and Mr. Matthew Moore. Life treating you well, gents? I complain, not not bad, not bad. All I could um, think when you said leader was leader in a in a Homer Simpson Paul, kind of voice. Paul's just said he can't complain. Everybody that's ever listened to our podcast before has just gone, I challenge that. Listen, I Incorrect. I am not the uh, king culprit of that particular uh, ditty. So <laughs> Well, um, I thought, just for a change, I'd try something a little different for the opener, and Ooh. maybe try and start the next few podcasts with a question for you all, in relation to wrestling, uh, but just so the audience can maybe get to know us a little bit better. So, so, let's start at the very beginning, and the question is a very simple one. What is your earliest memory of wrestling? Now... I'm aware I've kind of sprung this on you, so I'm happy to go first. Um, but mine is my earliest memory, WWF wise, is WrestleMania 9. That is the first event I remember watching somewhat live, kind of, I guess, or around the time it actually happened. Um, but in, in terms of actual just wrestling, seaside stuff at Bridlington with my gran, um, she used to take me with my granddad to watch it when it was like your classic if if uh, if Razor Ramon was doing the business over in the States it was like Razor Ramon that was over here or when when Power Rangers was huge I remember seeing somebody wrestle in a red Power Ranger costume at Bridlington and that was that was definitely before my uh, my WWF days but yeah that's uh, just probably showing my age somewhat there as well uh, but yeah Paul do you want to go next? Mine is I believe exactly the same as yours. I'm pretty sure WrestleMania 9 or King of the Ring 93 would have been my first entry into the pay-per-view landscape, I believe. Well, I don't, I don't even know back then if they would have been on pay-per-view. I think they'd probably have been on Sky Sports, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah they were Potentially. Like back in the day. But um, I remember my we didn't have Sky Sports when we were growing up. So it was always my auntie would tape them for us and then whenever we'd go through to Hartlepool we'd just get the tapes off my auntie and then we'd watch them back. So it was either one of those two, <clears throat> WrestleMania 9 or King of the Ring 93, when uh, Hulk Hogan uh, was felled by the dastardly man with his exploding camera. But yeah, no, no local wrestling for me. I think the, uh, the only shows I've ever seen that weren't WWE were uh, with you boys. So. That would be the, the progress stuff, yeah. And yeah, and the uh, NGW stuff in Hull. Yeah. I went to with you. Matt, 
I don't know. I don't know which what what event it was, but it it was it was definitely WWF. It was about Hogan time. So my mate Matty Holcroft, when I was when when I was at probably at junior school, had a video. So we'd watch that, and it was like Big Boss Man and uh, like Undertaker with Paul Bearer and like the Ultimate Warrior and all that kind of thing. So we'd watch that, and it was like a proper WWF video. So God knows where he got it from. Um, but yeah, that that's my kind of earliest memory of it. That kind of like that kind of first golden age of WWF with those kind of like you know even Piper and stuff like that. Um, I don't, I don't, like I, said, I, can't, I don't know what event it was. I don't know if it was like a mix of kind of sh- like a collection of shows or whether I th- it seems like it was a proper like pay-per-view as it were now. Um, and then, yeah, live, live stuff. I, I, obviously, I didn't really start going until I started going with you guys. So like um, probably those kind of WWE, like the house shows that we went to in Manchester. Um, yeah, that, that's probably it. And then, yeah, then then, then what we've gone and watched since. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I didn't probably, didn't probably start going to, to live wrestling shows till 2002-ish, 2003-ish. Um, but yeah, so early memories is like that kind of, and it will have been 90, 91, 92-ish. Yeah, on that time. Andy, what about you? The year was 1991. Um, I, I went to school with a, a lad who was in my year at school and his younger brother. And uh, their dad invited me to go with them to see Big Daddy wrestle at the York Barbican. It was kind of one of these like... The, like a little show, and I was like, um, probably probably good on that one. Is, Thought, is that the is that the UK version of the big show? <laughs> told told my mum, and she was like, "Oh my god, Big Daddy, you absolutely have to go." I was like, "What? Well, I, I don't understand what's happening right now." I thought you'd be like, "No," and she was like, "You've got to go. Big Daddy's like a big name." And I was like, uh, uh, "Okay," so I went to that, and. I, I, obviously at that at that point in life, eleven years old, I'd never seen anything like it. It was like it was quite small. There was not loads of people there. Um, there was like the ring, and then like four lots of the the fold up chair kind of seating like at each of the four sides. There weren't many rows. They weren't all full. That kind of situation. And then within a year of that. Well, uh, when I started secondary school, uh, I met a lad who um, I, I just met him through school, and he'd invited me around to his house one day. And I walked into his bedroom and was like, "Do you like wrestling?" Because he had every single pay per view on VHS since the beginning of time on a shelf that went round the top of his bedroom, and it was. I'd never seen anything like it. I was like, what exactly is all of this? He's like, oh, yeah, I quite like wrestling. And then he found out that we had Sky, and he was like, you can get wrestling live into your living room. I have to come to your house, and we have to stay up in the middle of the night and record. And it was like this this laser focus recording the, the, the shows and stuff. And, yeah, it was... It was it was sort of at that time that I was like, okay, I guess I guess wrestling's a thing then. That's like the possibly the world's earliest version of the WWE network is the uh, what you've witnessed live and in person. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just thought that was some, something different. Um, we've we've all obviously got the uh, the predictions title stuff to go through. It has been a little while since we've been around. Um, we usually do take a little bit of a break on getting over. We've we've not really covered the Saudi shows. Um, but Andy clearly has the hardware there, ready to go. So we shall uh, we shall get into it. So the the last um, premium live event that we predicted was Extreme Rules. Um, so you have to, like I say you have to cast your mind back just a little bit. But it did bring out 
one of uh, the closest contests to date in the battle for the predictions title. Uh, it, it is a quite a high-scoring affair. Um, but, in reverse order, we have with three points out of a possible six, multi-time predictions champion, Mr. Andy Cook, holds up the bottom of the table this time around. But in joint second place, with five out of six, we have Mr. Paul Williams, and the defending champion from last time, Mr. Matthew Moore, which, in a, in the world's strangest turn of events for predictions, I win. But with six out of six, and I'm really not quite sure how the hell this has happened. A full and boat. Genuinely haven't fiddled the book either, so... I've, I've not, I know what you're thinking... I've not done a Paul Williams on the uh, football slash NFL podcast, so it's uh, it's fine. Th- thanks, Andy. Just stick it on the wall. Oh, he's done it on. Oh, there you go. It's on the wall. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, clean sweep. I was quite happy about that. Um, but yeah, we, because it was so long ago, there's probably very little point in us going over it. So if you haven't seen it and you want you want to watch it, go back and watch it, um, and you'll be able to see the six matches that I predicted. However. We will move into a little bit of news this time around. Uh, we, we have had some returns again from uh, the, the period between Extreme Rules and Survivor Series coming up this weekend. And we discussed on the last podcast uh, that we would see the reveal of WWE's White Rabbit at the uh, Extreme Rules event. And yes, we absolutely did. Making his most anticipated return to conclude the event was none other than Bray Wyatt. <laughs> what a return it was. And in only the style as well that Bray Wyatt could pull it off. Uh, clues happening all night long during the event led to a, a myriad of reveals at the end. All of the Funhouse characters appearing in human form being the main highlight for me uh, before a glowing door was then kicked open and outstepped Wyatt looking much like his old like Wyatt family persona like the cult leader kind of style uh, complete with the blowing out of the lantern as well um, did we all, we all seen a bit of this yeah You're happy that he's back yeah it's it's a bad time really isn't it? he's been out of it for so long it, um, it was hands down the weirdest the weirdest thing that I think a, a company who's well known for doing weird things actually did it was like what it's like oh here's a big pile of money yeah we don't like money anymore can we uh can we not like i guess so weird it's it was strange that they got rid of him at the time and and i guess there was maybe more stuff that we talked about i think back then as well about the, was it just the money thing was it a bit of a creative thing but i don't think there's any coincidence in the fact that obviously like Vince is out of the door for a couple of months and then all of a sudden here he comes being sort of more out there than, than even before if that was if that was even possible for a bloke who used to run around in a demon mask effectively um, I, am, I am pleased he's back he's added an extra element to uh, to Smackdown certainly so far um, but they've not since then They've had the reveals. They've, they've had him kind of delving a little deeper into the the human side of his uh, his character, but not a lot. Again, has really happened. It's all. I don't think there's been much action in the ring. There's definitely been. It's it's all character development stuff so far. So it's it's almost like he's back, but he's kind of only half back at this point because we've got to see where all the uh, the stuff's going with the the. The new characters, if you like, the uh, the Uncle Howdy that seems to have uh, crept into his life, which, if, if you've not seen it, is a bit like I guess it's almost it's almost like a voice in his head, but with a, with an actual face, um, for want of probably a, a more accurate description. But that's kind of how I take it anyway. Um, but yeah, we we have had other returns, and this Andy Andy brought up strange things. This this 
the way that this was set up was bizarre for me. So the OC have made a return to Raw. Um, it was on the season premiere the night after Extreme Rules. So Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson have shown up to reform the OC when backing up AJ Styles in his quest against the Judgment Day. Uh, the, the bizarre bit for me is that on his return to television um, over in the US, Carl Anderson was still the reigning New Japan Never Openweight Champion. It's kind of well documented that uh, New Japan have had a working relationship with AEW. Um, even obviously had the, for- the Forbidden Door pay-per-view based on that entire relationship. Uh, but is it a sign that more Forbidden Doors could be opening? December the 14th certainly yeah, spells it so. Because Gallows and Anderson are both heading back to New Japan uh, for Anderson to defend that title that he's still, still holding on to. So who knows? I mean... It could be a one and done. It's part of his uh, deal on the way out. It, it could be the start of something else. But um, I certainly think that it's, it's definitely a shot at AEW anyway for me is the fact that I don't recall any other time that that's, ha- that that's happened. And, like, you know, people have been allowed to go back to work, particularly work a televised event. I, I can't recall any of that. Well, there's, there's, there was always stories on the back in the day of if <clears throat> if people were coming into the company, they, Vince was always more than happy for them to like work work any existing dates they had with any companies and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know if it was a case of like many of those people had TV deals and stuff like that. But mm. They generally finished up their they generally finished up their schedule, then debuted on WWE, not debut and then like Ah oh, shit. I've got this belt that I forgot to drop. It, New Japan. Uh, and I'm also kind of scheduled to wrestle in their biggest show of the year in like a few months. Yeah, um, yeah. You haven't got a dustbin anywhere, have you? I could just borrow. <laughs> but I, I suppose in a way I, I suppose it does kinda it, te- it teases that kind of forbidden door thing that AEW have kind of been blatant about because then obviously um, it's been announced that uh, Kenny Omega is going to go against um, Will Ospreay um, in New Japan and, ob- and obviously there's been no kind of like no hiding the promos no kind of you know they've run the promos there's, is it Darby Allin and Stinger at going to be it is it Muta's farewell match they're going to be part of that so you know there's yeah. still that kind of heavy influence of the AEW but kind of sneaking is it uh, Gallows into that kind of like a little fly in the ointment isn't it really kind of it's also a thing that people well. are going to talk about more as opposed to the obvious guys that have already got a working relationship with New Japan is that, oh, what's going on here, kind of thing. It's a little bit more interesting and enticing. I'm, I'm pretty sure as well that um, Shinsuke Nakamura is actually working for mm. the last match. So they've got that in there as well. I mean, you can understand that, given his background and, and where he came from. Um, but yeah, they, they've, it'll, be, it'll be bizarre because effectively, yeah, they've got representatives of, of the three, probably the three biggest brands in the in the world, I guess, of, of professional wrestling. So, watch watch this space for that one. But that that wasn't the only additions we had to the OC. Um, we we have a female to even up the group and take the fight to Rhea Ripley. The Mia Yim is back and already had a new name, <laughs> and then got taken away again within the space of twenty four hours. So. I can only assume from reading into this that they didn't want to use her name that they used before, so they came up with Meechin, which was her nickname, or one of her nicknames, which is Korean for crazy. Then probably had a little think about the state of the world's mental health post-pandemic and thought, maybe we probably couldn't call somebody crazy in uh, in, in open uh, play, so we'll 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 leave that one alone. And within 24 hours, her name was Mia Yim on the WWE.com website. Then Mi Chin, and now it's back to Mia Yim again. And I, having watched this week's Raw, um, 
I'm, I'm pretty sure they weren't really sure what they were supposed to call her either because I think they called her both names every single time that she was on screen. It, it, there was there was definite confusion there. But yeah, it is officially still Mia Yim and she is back. Um, this, this just screams of the Gunter... Can't remember what second name they gave him, then discovered it ah. was the name of a U-boat captain from the uh, Nazi regime. Oh dear, should we drop that? Yes, let's drop that immediately. <coughs> sort of. Maybe that just says that all of the creative team that were there when Vince was there haven't yet gone, is the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but anyway... Um... A little bit of news from, from AEW, as we mentioned them as well, that uh, after all of the backstage uh, backstage drama of late, it seems things are slightly settling down. Uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have returned to the company. CM Punk hasn't. Uh, but he has done a commentary gig on some MMA programming. So, you know, watch the uh, watch this cage soon, because uh, maybe, maybe he'll try his hand at that again in a slightly lower level than UFC. I can just I can feel Andy's eye roll from here. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, MJF was was crowned the new AEW champion uh, by beating John Moxley, but had a little bit of help from uh, a very uh, unexpected slash completely expected if you've been watching it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, sort of assailant in William Regal. So Regal's turned on his Blackpool Combat Club stablemate. Have you guys seen any of the press conference from after MJF won? <laughs> it was everywhere. I, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> it was like let, let's just ask him. Oh no, we're not going to ask him a single question. He's just going to go off on one for about ten minutes. But my favourite part was the end when he used three little words that um, just so happened to be. Uh, Coined by uh, your your friend and mine, Mister James E. Cornett. So I knew you'd enjoy that bit. But when I actually watched it, I thought, if Paul sees this, ah, uh, yeah. Obviously, we can't repeat them because we don't do sweary swears. All no, we can, we, can, we can repeat two of the three. <laughs> but yeah, it, if you get a chance to see it and you're not easily offended, go and watch it. Um, oh when yes, pe- when people say don't, about. Don't, don't watch it with the young, young, impressionable ears around, as uh, they, they won't appreciate that. No, but as, as it's quite clear to see why people think that he is the the be all and end all of the future of of any wrestling company at the moment, because he, of of all the people, is probably the seemingly the least scared to push the envelope a little more than than anybody else. Um, the best, the best thing about it was the fact that his his, his boss. Literally about five centimetres behind him. So, and have you seen the stills from the um, from the press conference as well? Whilst he's going off, and there's, it's Where all the get yourself somebody that look, no that looks at you like Tony Khan looks at MJF as as MJ, he knows that what he's saying is gold, and he's just sat there like. Um, <laughs> I think that's the thing, though. It's, it's uh, the, the thing with Tony Khan is. In, in a way, he doesn't think that he knows wrestling better than them kind of thing, so he does let them go and be kind of the gimmick or be what they are and fully let them go kind of thing because there's no way that he'd be able to even take out all the swears. He wouldn't be able to do a promo like that in WWE full stop. There's no way kind of that you'd be able, he'd be able to absolutely bury a huge amount of the company including the owner, right in front of him, kind of thing. And, you know, like, yeah, it, it was it's really good. I mean, obviously, the way he lives, his gimmick is is always kind of quite, ent- you know, entertaining, the fact that, you know, it's not like a, you know, obviously, the Undertaker's gimmick, he lived that gimmick throughout his, life, his career, but it's slightly different to be MJ, MJF's gimmick, kind of thing, because he has to talk a lot kind of thing, you know, and he, he definitely lives that gimmick kind of really well and to the max as well, kind of thing, as it were. When, when uh, back at For the Love of Wrestling earlier this year, when they had him as a guest, uh, they hadn't scheduled him to do any uh, interviews in the ring, um, and they'd said that, you know, it, it, because he's always on, he's genuinely just knackered, and 
he was walking across from the autograph place to the to have the photos done. And he just walked into the ring and picked the microphone up and started going off. Like, and they're, they're completely unscheduled, but again, really entertaining. And he was letting people ask him questions. And uh, let's just say he wasn't, he wasn't shy about answering them uh, fairly sharply. But again, that, that'll be on the YouTube if you want to go, go and have a little, little look. Um, but yeah, that news-wise, it's been fairly quiet. We haven't really got too much else going on. Um, there's obviously been... Crown Jewel, uh, which we didn't we didn't do the predictions for, but just so you've got a very very quick flavour, the results went like this: Brock Lesnar beat Bobby Lashley, even though Lashley absolutely whooped him. Damage Control regained the women's tag titles. Drew McIntyre escaped the cage to defeat Karrion Cross. Judgment Day beat the OC. Braun pinned Omos, which I think was possibly almost his first pinfall loss. Possibly. Usos retained the tag titles against the Brawling Brutes. Bianca Belair was the last woman standing to retain the, the Raw Women's title against Bailey, And Reigns pinned Logan Paul to retain the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Much to the pleasure of every single person on the planet. Um, and what we will do now, just before we go into the uh, predictions for Survivor Series, is... Um, just have a little tiny little break and just as we go into the ads I'll leave the YouTube viewers and Andy with a picture of the WWE Mattel Creations latest figure which Andy will clearly not be buying No, I'm turning it off, I'm turning it off I'm stopping it, I'm stopping it, I'm turning it off Stop. We'll be right back Thank you for listening to this episode of Getting Over If you are enjoying this episode why not like, share and subscribe Whilst you're there, check out other podcasts on CookieCast like Football Podcasts, Listen Out the NFL Podcast and Straight to the Apex, the F1 Podcast. Now, let's get back to more Getting Over on CookieCast. Recording in progress. And we're back, just like that. So I hope you uh, enjoyed your little interlude and you are suitably refreshed. Uh, But we will get into the Survivor Series predictions. So this year, Survivor Series has a subtitle. It is Survivor Series War Games. And it comes to us live this weekend from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. As always, we're getting over all the match information is correct at time of recording. Uh, It's taken from WWE.com. And there are five matches currently on the slate. Um, you'll be aware, you'll be listen- if you listen to this, we do record slightly ahead of time, which um, means that sometimes th- things do change, but we do have possibly a potential prediction to get in for an extra point this time around. And that comes in the form of the women's wargame match. So, if you're unfamiliar with wargames itself... Um, think of a wrestling ring think of two wrestling rings next to each other think of a massive cage around the entire thing possibly fill it with a table and a few weapons and ten wrestlers and then just the absolute carnage that ensues that's kind of pretty much it Um, two teams of five and uh, the wrestlers get released one per team every two minutes um, from the, the two that start, and then there's already been um, what was an, called an advantage match as well for the women's, uh, which we'll, we'll get to in a second. So it is Team Bianca versus Team Damage Control. Um, so in, in the first of two War Games matches this weekend, the women battle it out inside the two rings and the aforementioned massive cage. The women's match sees a bit of an amalgamation of a few different storylines. Uh, the obvious one being Bianca, Alexa and Asuka versus Bailey, Io Sky and Dakota Kai. But as we talked about earlier, Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley have been added to the mix. Nikki Cross takes the final place on Team Damage Control, but the final place and subsequent potential point on the predictions on t- Team Bianca is yet to be taken. So rumours have been running rife about who it's going to be. Um, we'll see if any of you boys have picked up on those rumours or if you're going to go rogue and pick like Medusa or something else. Um, so yeah, so 
the the advantage was um, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka this past Monday on Raw, and much like their WrestleMania encounter, Rhea Ripley came out on top. So that means that Team Damage Control will have the advantage. So they basically, when the the wrestlers start being released every two minutes, they get theirs first, essentially. So, so wait a minute, um, just just so we're clear, you're telling me that the heel team, yeah, won the advantage again. Yeah, God, that's uh, that's so so inconvenient. I bet that's never happened ever before in the history of this match. I don't know what you mean, Paul. I know. So yeah, so for two points, we need a winner. But first, we also need the final member of Team Bianca. So who wants to go first on this one? Nobody wants to show that card first, do they? Just, just so everybody dies on it. Go on then, I'll, I'll jump in then. Um, so I think that Team Bianca will win. Okay. And I think the mystery partner will be the returning... Man, Becky Lynch. Big time. No, she'll be good back to the man, will she? Because you know she's good now. So. <laughs> so she was big time and then her shoulder popped out and that jogged her memory back to her previous game. I see what you see where you go with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I agree with your returnee, but I have gone for damage control to win. Because somewhere, Bianca Belair needs to lose that title at some point, and her losing kind of puts puts the onus on whoever whoever gets the win for the other team to be the number one contender. So that's where I've gone with it. I think damage control. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you would have thought about you would have thought that for how where the uh, clash at the castle went, and well, that's because when when Bailey beat Val Pinder. Bailey's had her little run now. She's 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 messed up. She's she's missed out on the last woman standing match. She's missed out on the ladder match. I think it'll be um, Rhea Ripley that gets the win this time, and they'll swing it just for a bit of variation, just to mix things up ahead of the Royal Rumble as well. So they've got a, still got a few uh, few different factions in the mix. So that's where I went. One same, one different. Matt, do you want to go next? I've kind of got the same idea as you. Kind of thing, so okay. again, Becky Lynch is the kind of thing, damage control to win, but possibly, I mean, I know it's been done to death, but that's never really stopped them. Um, WWE, maybe like Becky kind of turns on them, like to kind of, yeah, like so she, she walks, she walks in as, as the man, Becky Lynch, and walks back out as big time, mm. yeah, possible, definitely possible. It's always le- Always lends it to the war games. Always lends itself to a turn on a teammate or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, only going by NXT's history. Never mind the ones like in the WCW days. Like I think it's happened like every other time, hasn't it? So. Yeah. Between the men's and the women's. So yeah. So, Andy, has our predictions helped or hindered your uh, your thoughts? If if I'd have gone in before Matt, I'd have said just put dittos beneath your prediction. So now it's uh, dittos beneath uh, both yours and Matt's predictions to put Paul firmly on points island. There he is. As uh, is the exact opposite of the uh, the island that um, Roman Reigns spends his time on. Whereas Roman Reigns is the island of relevancy, Paul clearly prefers irrelevancy. So. We'll see after the uh, results come in, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say when I'm the, when I'm chilling out my two points, and you suckers are there with the with just one. <laughs> right then, we'll we'll move on. We we do have another women's match on the card, which is the SmackDown Women's Title Match: uh, Champion Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. This match has come out of absolute nowhere. Uh, just a few weeks and months ago. Shotzi was struggling to even get a match on SmackDown. Never mind be anywhere near the title picture. Um, is she the most polished wrestler in WWE? Nope. She certainly has character for days, though, so he's finally getting a chance to bring some of that out. Um, and a, a match against Rousey has certainly been thrown in at the deep end. 
spot was earned by winning the six-pack challenge against Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Sonia Deville, Lacey Evans and Zia Lee. But she, Shotzi's going to have to be at her best again to get the upper hand against Ronda. Especially as Ronda has added Shayna Baszler to her ranks as added security. Who would have thought that that would be... Who would, of all the time, they were like, we've got these girls who are like former MMA teammates almost. They've got to pack all that charisma and mic skills all together just to make sure that the, the promos are really, really interesting. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Most dead air for five minutes Hi. while these two are on. I think they'd probably even give Lance Storm a run for his money in full gimmick mode, wouldn't they? That's why they've had to throw Shotzi in, because it's like, right, OK, you've got a little bit too much charisma. Uh, put you with these two and they're leaving itself out because Jesus Christ <laughs> but effectively it just feels like one of the corners is going and the other one's just going <laughs> okay <laughs> right. complete polar opposite oh. but yes will, will Ronda march on with the uh, Smackdown Women's title or will Shotzi shock the world this weekend what no. Okay, Andy's already already given it away if you're watching on YouTube, so we might as well go straight into Mr. Cook. Um, so, Shotzi, yeah? I mean, yeah, if you want to put the wrong answer down, go for it. Um, I, however, will be going with... Uh, I, I love to predict Ronda Rousey in the fact that uh, I predict her and then she gets beaten, so in theory I should probably go the other way, but um, this one feels... I don't want to say no brainer and I'm not going to I'm not going to use those those fateful words but yeah seeing this on the card was a bit like really really okay uh, run Rousey for me please okay you you are in the book um there is something I want to get to about this card when we've completed the predictions so we'll uh, we'll hold that thought um Paul, yeah, Ronda Rousey. I mean, I, I kind of wanted to put a little caveat on this one that, like, I think if it goes longer than five minutes, I think they've done well. I think I think this could be just like you, you sort of the first of what will be a lot of very quick Ronda Rousey squash matches. But but surely Shayna Baszler will still be doing a promo after five minutes. Is the uh... got a lot to say. We can only hope that the microphone is nowhere near uh, <laughs> when this match is taking place. Okay, you are down for Ronda as well, Matt. I've got Ronda as well. I think I'm, I'm wondering if they'll use it to kind of push Shotzi into a feud with Liv Morgan or something like that. Because obviously, Liv Morgan seems to be on some kind of weird track to turn in kind of some kind of way. So I wonder if. She'll come and get involved in the in the match somehow and cost Shotzi. Yeah, yeah, so Ronda. Okay. Um, I have a very similar thought to Matt. I have also gone for Ronda. Um, the obvious thing is that Shayna Baszler will somehow do something, but who's to say that actually somebody won't come out to help Shotzi, but inadvertently cost her the match is where I was kind of thinking it would possibly go. So so I have gone for Ronda also. There is... There, there is to quote Paul, absolutely no way that um, Ronda's at least making it to the Rumble, surely. At oh. least. He's... I, I imagine it'll be potentially even past Mania. But... Well, yeah, but then don't forget there'll be the inevitable Charlotte Flair return at the Rumble and therefore all bets are off. <laughs> no thanks. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll move on from the uh, from the SmackDown Women's Title match to AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, and this is the first time ever in five years that these two will go head to head. It feels weird. I haven't said first time ever for a few podcasts. It feels like now. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's the first time in five years that these two will go head to head. Uh, TLC 2017 was the last time, for those of you keeping score at home. Uh, a lot has changed since the last encounter. 
but they certainly aren't strangers and definitely have the potential to create one of the best singles matches of the year. Will the odds remain even, or will the respective factions be the deciding factor in the match? I haven't seen anything about the factions being banned from ringside, as seems to happen sometimes. This possibly leads me to believe that this isn't the end of this feud as well. They've kind of tried to portray it that way on Raw this past week. Not sure about that. I feel like it might go quiet for a couple of months and then, uh, miraculously, the OC numbers will be around the similar numbers of the Judgment Day in the uh, in the Royal Rumble and, and shit will go down there is, is how I'm fully expecting that. Again, it's much like the uh, heels getting the advantage. It's, it's miraculous how their numbers just come out around the same time as each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'll dive in first on this one. And I, I think Finn Balor will win. Um, I don't think AJ needs it. I think that the OC with their newest members and stuff have, have, have got the momentum anyway. Um, I do have a feeling that the December um, trip to Japan for the uh, the Good Brothers may mean that they're a little quieter on TV as well. So, therefore, why not have Finn take the glory and, and have a month to gloat about it, essentially. Um, so, Finn Balor is my pick for this one. Uh, Matt? Yeah, same for me. Yeah, if they're kind of... Balor, if they're trying to rebuild Balor as something big in the company, then... You know, I think he needs to kind of beat people like AJ Styles that are like, not called legends, but kind of like, kind of like bosses, aren't they, of levels? So, you yeah. know, I think you need to kind of beat him to kind of kind of keep on pushing up the kind of the card kind of thing. And yeah, kind of. I think they're slowly turning around Judgment Day because I think there was one stage where I was like, ah, we kind of need to bin this off, please. Um, but it seems to be turning around a little bit to be a bit more kind of less weird and gothy as it kind of yeah. was at one stage. It doesn't seem to be quite as... But still, then the name doesn't really kind of fit with what they are kind of thing. I don't know. It's less been the whole group and more just been Dominic Mysterio still. Yeah. Kind of like they put themselves into a corner with Dominic and it's like, oh, can we not just get rid of him now? Like, ah, oh, well, lads, we kind of got to do something with him and his dad and we need to kind of keep that bubbling under the thing but then alright so we saw when when we went to Clash at the Castle obviously we saw the turn then we've seen like the matches then we've seen Rey Mysterio um, say that he can't deal with it and he wants to go to Smackdown and Dominic said that he wants to move on from his deadbeat dad yet every single promo that I've heard since Clash at the Castle that Dominic Mysterio has spoken in Somewhere, he or Rhea Ripley on his behalf has mentioned Rey Mysterio. So, yeah, it's it's almost like he's still hanging on to the coattails, even though he's not tagging with him anymore. <sighs> Ran over, uh, Andy. Yeah, this was one of those that I, it feels like they both kind of need a win for various different reasons. So it was a bit of a who needs a win more. Um, so I'm I'm with you guys with the Finn Balor prediction. I think he just needs it a little bit more. Um, just just for now, for this one. Okay, that that then will give Paul his second chance of the podcast to be out there on Points Island. Yeah, uh, I mean it'd be foolish of me to not take it, wouldn't it? Really? No, no, no. Like, like, like you said there, AJ Styles is pretty much bulletproof when it comes to sort of like WWE. He's been there long enough now where he can lose and it's not going to do anything to him. Whereas Balor's had that unfortunate thing where whilst he's been in NXT, he's looked pretty much unstoppable. Since he's been on the, on like the main roster, if you will, <sighs> he's a bit snake-bitten, to be honest with you. Obviously, he came up had the uh, won the won the universal title and then got injured, so I had to relinquish it the next day. And since then, it's been a bit of a shit storm for him. So, with the Judgment Day as well, you kind of like have, have they actually been successful in any feud they've had yet? In the grand scheme of things, 
Well, it's still it's still that early doors, isn't it? And I suppose in the sense that Edge isn't on TV at the moment. I suppose that kind of uh, yes. kind of makes it successful. Rattle, I mean, they rattled Beth Phoenix around the head with a couple of chairs. Uh, yeah, true. Um, I just think that if, if if people are going to start taking, like you know, people are just going to start losing interest in Balor if he doesn't win this one because like, it'll be a case of well, what what are we what, what are we sort of like waiting around for what are we hanging around for what's the what's the upside of him etc etc so yeah Balor for me as well I did uh, I did notice as well in the re- in recent weeks um, Damien Priest has been throwing in that uh, the choke slam that he used to use as his finisher when he was uh, Punishment Martinez back in his Ring of Honor days he's just been throwing that in mid match I hadn't even really noticed him using the choke slam properly before but. I've seen it pop up a couple of times now, so he's obviously like going to the well to try and sort of develop his character, but I guess stick to what he knows as well at the same time. So I do think they're still very much a work in progress. Um, just very briefly on the Dominic Mysterio thing again, this past week they've uh, a new character has been revealed on NXT, a guy called Scripts. Turns out that's Reggie, who used to knock about with. Uh, Carmella as her sommelier. Um, so, yeah, there's room. It's difficult for somebody with a bit of a, a bit of a, a hefty surname like that to kind of go and rebrand them necessarily on NXT, perhaps. Maybe the new name and the mask or whatever isn't, isn't the way to go for him like they have with scripts, but why can't they just send him back? Why can't they then turn him into somebody that people recognise Apart from being, oh my god, how much taller than his dad is he? Like, it's, that's all he's famous for up to now. Then he needs time. Um, and being front and center of a Monday Night Raw faction, I, I don't know if it, I, I still think it's too soon. Possibly, maybe I'm just harsh. If you disagree with me, feel free to uh, write that in the comments and send us send us some uh, opinions on it. Twitter thingy and other social media outlets are available if Elon Musk hasn't shut them down. Um, <laughs> so, including us now, I've said that out loud. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we have a clean sweep then for Finn, so that is two clean sweeps on the last predictions. Fourth match on the card, the US title match. Rollins defending against Lashley and Austin Theory, triple threat style. Uh, this match has all kinds of moving parts. Lash- uh, Lashley lost the title to Rollins after being weakened by Lesnar way back when. Then on the 7th of November, Mustafa Ali was supposed to challenge Rollins. Lashley smashed him to pieces and marched to the ring. Smashed Rollins to pieces as well. And then, Austin Theory tried to cash in his money in the bank for the United States title. Which is the first time that they've done that. Paul's shaking his head in pure disbelief there. Um, terrible decision. Yeah, it is terrible. But putting it on him in the first place was a terrible decision. But that wasn't the current regime's uh, idea, was it? I don't have any problem with him being the money in the bank, would <sighs> But you're... They're not going to usurp Randy Orton as youngest ever world heavyweight champion, are they? Absolutely not. They're not going to crush one massive part of the Golden Boys Hall of Fame speech, are they? Come on. Um, But yeah, he tried to take the United States title and then Lashley was on a roll, squashed him as well. So Rollins picked up the pieces, managed to keep hold of the US title so Mr. Money in the Bank is Money in the Bank no more, but has been added to a triple threat match to see if he can sort of salvage some of the uh, the pieces. Um, but yeah, all three have a point to prove, but who wins? Andy, do you want to go first? Simple, easy, retain. Okay. Purely so, from a timescale perspective. What, because he's not had it that long? he hasn't had it very long. It's, what, a a month? Yeah. It it feels like Paul's absolute favourite feels very much like that. And although, like, both opponents have got a reason to be unhappy about him having the title or whatever, 
it's just it's just a time scale thing. It just seems, you know, silly at this point to change the title. So I'm going for a retain. Okay. You are in the book for Rollins. Uh, Matt, do you want to go? I'm going to go for Theory. I'm going to go for Austin Theory. I think he's going to, like, pick up the pieces or something. Kind of fly, kind of sneaky, that kind of thing. So, yeah, Theory. Austin Theory. I, I agree. I have gone for Austin Theory. I feel like he will probably get the United States title as some sort of compensation for uh, the absolute screw-up that was the money in the bank this time around. Um, he had a bit of a character sort of development as well in the last couple of weeks since the uh, the, cash, the Phil cash-in. He's definitely instantly more gritty. So it kind of, I think he'll kind of roll with that momentum. So I've, I've gone for Austin Theory to win. Uh, Paul? So this is this is a matchup between the last three United States title holders, and they've all held it since April eighteenth. So what's that? I've got the days, in fact, in front of me here. Seven months. So just over two hundred and some days. Of that, Lashley held it for a hundred. Theory was seventy-five, and Rollins is currently on forty-three. Like Andy said, forty-three days. It's not long enough for, like, for him to sort of for, to have meant anything if he loses it now. So I reckon this is more more on lines of they'll probably keep it on him till the Royal Rumble, then have him lose it at the Royal Rumble, and then it obviously it frees him up to go and win the Rumble match if that's the way they want to go, or something like that. So I'm going to go for Rollins to retain. Okay. I would have thought if they do that around the Rumble time, I think he's probably more likely to lose it on on Raw, I would have thought, because they've done the whole lose a match being the Rumble thing fairly recently, haven't they? So, so Yeah, uh, but it could be like it, it could they could even go along the lines of loses the loses the match. Then is the last person eliminated at the Rumble, so he's still got the sort of the the like the double whammy of like he's lost his title and he's lost his opportunity sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and he's, 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 I don't, I don't really want to tie him with this brush, but he's very slowly becoming the new big show. Yeah. He's very flip floppy with his heel and face turns. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, I agree with that as well. Uh, right. Okay. So that is a 50, 50 split on Rollins and theory. So when Lashley walks out with the title, we're all <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would, at this point, bet the house on the fact that Lashley's not going to win. On just purely that 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 Lesnar storyline has still got legs, and Lesnar's hey, disappeared for a hey, while. If you don't think that Borkelays is there thinking, well, look at that uh, United States title, he will lower himself to that. Well, yeah, I suppose <laughs> people will do strange things for money, will they? Um, so. The final match on the card is the men's war games match. So it's the, the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. And it's, it's absolutely no secret. We've been discussing the Bloodline being at the top of the card on every getting over for, what, the last two years now? Um, add the longest reigning tag team champions to um, you know the exciting prospect of Solo Sokoa. And now the light relief that, that Sami Zayn has brought to the group. Um, just as a side note, I don't know if you guys, you must have seen the stuff about him dropping the he's not feeling particularly Usy line the other week. WWE have now filed Usy and feeling Usy as trademarks as well. So this hasn't taken them very long. And that was something that was kind of off the cuff, I believe, at the time. So Yeah, they might, they might want to rethink that, as I'm pretty sure it means something completely different in Samoan. And that is why the three of them were laughing in the ring. Oh, I, I wasn't aware of this. So if it's something particularly rude that you can't repeat, then you're going to have to blame the tells afterwards. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't remember what it is, but I know that it's 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 something quite rude. Oh, okay, fair but, enough. Yeah. Well, the the mix that they've got at the moment, they're they're 
they'd probably stroll any kind of poll that was taken for for top faction of certainly the last 10 15 years i would have thought at this point uh but enter sheamus matt's favorite rich holland butch andrew mcintyre they issued a challenge uh, to the bloodline and were a man down were a returning kevin owens filled the last spot and it's game on so it, again this is another if they do it right match of the year candidate war games matches in the past have been insane They're, like the nxt iterations of it seem to go up a level every year they did it year on year um this is the first time that they've had them on the main roster so some of the people in these matches have been in them before so obviously butch has got previous experience kevin owens has got previous experience so they've, they've got that to bring but um it's it's not just the the people necessarily um and the stipulation but also sammy versus kevin owens yes please uh, but but surely this is also going to be the kickstart of any storyline involving roman reigns potentially dropping at least one of the belts on the road to wrestlemania I say one of the belts, clearly the WWE title, because they, they want to keep outshining that universal element all the way until the Dwayne gets to breathe on it because he's taking that away either. Um, but I'm, I'm quite happy to dive straight in on this one. I've gone for Team Drew, as it is. But I think it'll actually be Kevin Owens that gets the win for the team. Kevin Owens has got a bit of steam about him again. He's of all the title defenses that Roman Reigns has had, still not really cleared up that Royal Rumble from the Thunderdome days of getting handcuffed to the post. Um, in the last man standing element, I, the, the, oh, just... do you, do you mean that that one where they where they totally uh, totally fucked up? Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> but he's still not really had any redemption from that. Like, I think he I think he's got it about him, and. The reason, the, the added reason why I think it will be uh, Kevin Owens and the WWE title is because further down the line, clearly Cody Rhodes will be uh, taking that WWE title, and I think the Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania is, is, as I've said, where they're going. Cody versus Kevin Owens would be amazing. So that's 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 my thoughts on it. So yeah, I've I've got. Team Drew, Team Brutes, whatever you want to call it. But I think that Kevin Owens will, will take the win for the team. So that is that is my prediction. Matthew. Ah. I'm going to go Brawling Brutes as well. You couldn't hardly say that then, could you? Just in case it was old Ridgey boy. Ah, yeah, he's got... He's got he, I mean, like... <laughs> When, when you're sort of talking about like the war games and how, oh, you know, yeah, obviously it's been in like kind of NXT and all that kind of thing, you kind of start thinking about like, you know, Johnny Gargano and Chomper and Adam Cole and all those kind of things, like doing awesome shit off the top of the war games crit cage. And you think, ah, well, Ridge Holland in the war games, what awesome thing is he going to do? He's not going to do anything, is he? You know, it's like it's just gonna, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be crap. So I kind of like, so like I don't know, kind of the, uh, but yeah, I kind of get the feeling that it's gonna kind of be the not the beginning of the end of of um, of the bloodline, but I kind of get the feeling again. I'm hedging my bets because, like we said, there's always the war games always is good for a good turn on somebody. Um, I wonder whether. Whichever the Usos, with the Uso brothers, who have not been particularly Usy recently, decide to um, show Sami Zayn how Usy he's feeling at the time and kind of thing. And then that might lead into the Kevin Owens saving Sami Zayn, that kind of side of things. Um, but yeah, so I'll go, um, yeah, the brawling brutes, that kind of thing. Um, okay. But with a kind of sneaky little kind of turn for, yeah. All right. So you're in in the book. I've put I 
I've put Team Brutes, and I've I've even drawn a little love heart next to Rich Holland's name for you, Matt. So you you're all good now. We well, um, you know that's what he would want. <laughs> I even got a way out of your picture of them together in in Cardiff. So uh, I mean, it wasn't actually Rich Holland; it was just a massive twelve foot picture of him. But um, I was still stood near it. So. Uh, Andy, do you want to do you want to go? So, having said that, I was I was never going to do it again after many, 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 many disappointments. I saw an opportunity to be able to predict Drew McIntyre winning a match because it doesn't overly matter if he, if he has the win. So I was like, there we go. It's perfect. It's a perfect combination. I can pick Drew and he might actually be part of a win. So... Uh, Drew McIntyre's uh, brawling brutes is that is that the name they're going with? Uh, the, the, the damage control had a nice team. They've gone for Team Bianca for the women's. The bloodline obviously have a name set in stone, and then for these guys, they were like, "Nah, you're just all individual." So you in the book, I have put them as Team Brutes just purely so I don't have to write out all five names every time. Perfect. Um, team Brutes it is for you as well. So again. Thanks. Laying it up for the opportunity for Paul to stride in there and predict the awkward one. Uh, is, is he going to do it? No. I think it's it's this it's the age old thing. When can we beat Roman? But can we beat him in a way that doesn't hurt him? This is where they beat him. This is where Sheamus pins him to set up their match at the Royal Rumble. I'm just having a little, just a quick scan, just to see if. Uh... They'll be they'll be the same. I think you and Matt have picked the same across yeah. the board. Yeah, if it's if it goes if it goes that way, we're gonna we're gonna need some tie breaks next time. So keep uh, keep keep your ears peeled to the next episode of Getting Over to discover if we indeed do need those. I mean, clearly, if Team Bianca win, then other than Paul, we're all stuffed. So um, yeah, but yeah, that is it. That is all of the predictions in the book. Now, the thing that I mentioned that I wanted to come back to particularly relating to the Ronda Shotzi thing, particularly maybe relating to Styles and Balor, maybe not quite as much to them. They, we, we talked about this on the podcast, I can't remember if it was the last podcast a couple of months back or, or even before that, that they'd announced that Survivor Series was going to be War Games. It feels a bit like, we've got the, the, the awesome, yes, we've finally done it, we're going to get War Games on the main roster. Oh, who are we going to put in it? Well, okay, Roman's team, fine, that's easy, right? Um, we'll, 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 we'll patch five into... Oh, but man, these five are awesome, that's good, right, cool. Women's kind of almost wrote itself again with a faction of damage control and again with uh, with Bianca and a, a sort of all-star team. Didn't really leave much for the rest of the card, did you? There's, like It was a little thin on the ground at that point, I thought. So it was whilst it is awesome... And I'm, I do like war games. If you haven't got enough to fill a pay per view, but because you've got two matches taking up, you know, ten superstars per match, just have one. I know there'll be the whole thing about, oh, you know, well you've done a women's one and not a men's, or you've done a men's and not a women's, but just alternate it the next year, or yeah, put them together, mix tag Get style, that. or bring NXT or like bring an have an NXT. Kind of you know, because that's where war games originate. You know, the current iteration in WWE originated from. Have like an NXT war games kind of thing to kind of add it. Yeah, you know. Well, there's there is a brand new stipulation coming to uh, NXT, which we'll probably be discussing on the next episode of of Getting Over. Um, but I think unless there's any other business, that just leaves me one. One final thing is to, to say thank you to you, gents, for, for joining me on this episode. Thank you for your predictions. Um, thank you for letting me beat you last time. Um, and if you <laughs> if you are listening along, um, if you haven't already, please do subscribe. These are still up for grabs. The Alexa Bliss Funkos are still in hand. I'd like to send them out before Christmas because who knows when Royal Mail will actually deliver them um, so yeah if you uh, I used to work there it's fine I'm allowed to say that um, but yeah if you um, if you fancy getting your hands on one of them get yourself over to the Cookie Cast YouTube channel give it a like and uh, your name will be entered into the hat but thank you all and uh, we'll see you next time
So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another pay-per-view. It's always going to be a pay-per-view as far as I'm concerned. Another pay-per-view gone. More to come wrestling-wise. Check out uh, check out the next wrestling podcast when it comes your way. The best way to get that wrestling podcast is to get a notification by being one of our lovely subscribers. Don't forget the competitions. There are ongoing competitions that you can enter literally by clicking a button. Uh, if you made it this far, you'll have heard the competitions. Otherwise, um, check out other episodes of the Getting Over podcast to get all the details of all the, pod- the, all the competitions we've got running. Thank you for making it this far. Thank you for being one of our lovely subscribers. Like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews. Check out the website. We've got social media links and an email button. That way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe.